oh, it's about teaching enlightenment, you know, and doing something good, and then you just don't rape everyone. Is that what if we just did that? What we just one we just take literally one person to just lie to all the people and be like, there is a point to life. Just be kind to each other. Okay, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that has any legs. Um, I I was really sick um, uh, a few weeks back, and I needed to get some antibiotics. So I used an online uh, doctor's appointment. Have you guys done that ever? It was pretty. It was pretty loose. I got to be honest. So it wasn't quite the checkup I was expecting. Because before the meeting, I had to write a little description saying why you wanted the meeting. And I said, uh, I'm feeling very sick. I think I need antibiotics. And then I had to get on a Zoom call with the doctor. And the second he's on the Zoom call, he was like, okay, I've prescribed antibiotics. Uh, and I threw in some Oxycontin for fun. And I was like, oh, bo oh no. Okay, we need some regulation. I think that's my time. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Hooray. Yay. Why are there no female serial or cult leaders and why are there no i've got is there there's a female cult leader oh that's right in san francisco and that was in san francisco too that's crazy so, here's a female yeah there you go also Woo. i just thought it's because we call them mom or if they're really good at it grandma uh your next comedian Tamaki, are you ready to go up sweet uh, one of the Hello Funny producers, lovely, funny, wonderful. Uh, check him out at Taupe every Tuesday. It's Tamok Silva, yay! Check, check. Oh, fuck, Pam. Love that song. Hello. We're all high as fuck today, man. It's rainy. I like how the real comics are out here tonight, man, trying some new fucking material. I love this shit, man. Yeah, uh... Don't you, hey, fellas, this is for the fellas, sorry ladies, I'm just, just my life. Fellas, don't you hate when you get a girl's Instagram and you get her account, you look at it and you fucking look at her, all her photos, but she's following like five of your fucking friends, five of your fucking friends. And a lot of my friends are fucking studs. Like one dude's like, he has like 60K followers. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe she's following him because he has a bigger dick. I don't fucking know. Or like, I don't know. Like you like. I don't know, like, so I don't know if I want to fuck this chick or not, because she's followed, like, five of my fucking friends. One of them is in the NFL. I can't say his name, but he's in the NFL. It's like, maybe she likes football. You know, I'm trying to, you know, I like the Niners, too. I mean, you know, I'm trying to, I, I just want to smash, you know what I mean? But I'm like, damn, she follows my friend. I can't say his name, but we'll just give him a fake name, Freddie. And Freddie, he's a model. I'm like, fuck, she's fucking. I, I, it sucks, because a lot of my friends are fucking famous, and I'm just, like, the average Joe in the group. But, like, it's so weird that this chick's following all my fucking friends. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to fuck her. If my friend Freddie fucked her, I'm going to fuck her, right? And it's so fucking weird, but I don't, okay. It's just a little, sorry, ladies, if you have, yeah, it happens. You know what else I miss? I miss the Boys and Girls Club, the real fucking Boys and Girls Club. I grew up in San Francisco. I used to go to that Boys and Girls Club down the block, and it was fucking, like, it was gangster, man. I, I miss it because, like, instead of playing fucking dodgeball or fucking two-hand touch football we didn't play that shit fucking on the cement we also had a boxing class like a real fucking boxing class and like all the kids will box like real fucking leather fucking gloves and shit mouth guard and shit the parents will bet money on their kids like oh my son's gonna beat your son's ass like i miss that shit man i don't like the new I, like I, I just walked i just came from the boys and girls club i see kids fucking doing homework i'm like what the fuck is this shit and the fucking we'll fucking hit each other go do something crazy like what the fuck you know Okay. Boys and Girls Club. <sighs> okay. Sorry, ladies, but I'm just going to. This, this is old, but I have to say. 
All right. Uh, I like, okay, I lost my virginity when I was 11 years old. I love women. I love all women. Like, I don't give a fuck. You smell good. You look good. You say the right things at the right time. But I want a woman that's advanced. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about spiritual. I'm not talking about none of that stuff. Fellas, have you ever had sex with a woman? And you, this is the first time you guys are going raw. And your mind, you're like, fuck, we didn't do a test. What the fuck? She grabs your dick. It's in her cooch. You're like, oh, fuck, I didn't want that. It's not cool, right? But she's like, don't worry. Tomorrow's my period, so we're good. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, ladies. I'm just, these are fucking jokes in real life. Sorry. Dreamcatcher. You know, I went to a, a powwow uh, at SF State. If you guys don't know what a powwow is, it's when people who are indigenous, they get together and you know, there's music, there's food, and they sell merch and they overprice it to white people because that white guilt. So I love it. I love going to a fucking powwow. But I bought a, a dream catcher and it was so beautiful. It was like green and teal and had the beautiful webs on it. And I bought it because I want to support my people, right? And I put it in my car. I start the car and I looked at the dream catcher and it was spinning. And there was a, a piece of paper and it said, made in China. I got to get faster to that punchline. Okay. What else? Buddhist monk? No, I don't know what the fuck I put that there for. Um, okay, this one, this, it's been working, but maybe you guys can help me out with this. I don't, I don't like getting compliments. I hate compliments. I just don't. Well, especially when women give me compliments like, hey, you smell good or you're handsome. In my mind, I'm like, what the fuck do you want, lady? I'm not buying you a beer. That's fucked up. Get away from me. And uh, thanks, Pam. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't like compliments. But you know who gives the best compliments? Gay black men. But yesterday, I was in Oakland, and this guy was like, hey, hey, you. And I'm like ignoring the guy. Maybe he was selling dope or something. I was like, no, I don't want that. Hey, Tarzan. And I turned around. I was like, oh, my God, me? I'm Tarzan? Like, thanks, dude. Like, oh, my God. Stop touching me. Stop. <laughs> Okay, my name is Guatemo, guys. Please critique me, make me better. Okay, any anybody? Yay! Hi. Hey. Um, that, that Tarzan bit's hilarious. I think uh, you just gotta have, obviously have your hair out, but that's yeah. it. I mean, yeah, you're fucking great. Okay, hair down. That's the gay black guy from Oakland. Okay. <laughs> hair down. Anybody else, please? Okay, faster. My, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> well, they're they're my friends. <laughs> thank, thank thank you for speaking for the ladies, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. <laughs> okay. Silva, yay! 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 I'm super excited for our next comedian. She's one of my favorite people. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Woo. Okay, uh, I was walking down the street. And I got, I got a little bit too close to this guy that was walking in front of me because he stopped and he turned and he said, you're right on top of me. 
and I swerved to avoid hitting him, and I said, I'm sorry, I was just trying to pass you. I don't understand how a little old lady like me is walking faster than a young man. I was carrying groceries, for fuck's sake. I think it's because I used to live in New York, and I walked, re walked really fast. You can hear it in my accent, walk. I walked really fast everywhere. you got to get places. Tick-tock, hurry up. And you lazy California fucks don't know how to walk. You just take your time. You stop in the middle of things to so look at your phone. Stop doing that. You're making me crazy. I don't want to have to stab you in the throat because you made me swerve. Don't make me stab you. You know how I feel about blood. Thank you. There's this new one. Well, it's not so new. I need to read some of it because it's, um, you'll see why. Um, Stop writing there, T-H-E-R-E, -E, when you mean T-H-E-I-R. They're two different things altogether. Night and day, good and bad, Fox Noise and a legitimate news source. There, T-H-E-R-E, -E, is where you go when you leave. Where are you going? I'm going over there. There, T-H-E-I-R, means belonging to them. Example, whose dog is an asshole? Their dog is an asshole. Easy, right? And you can combine them to help you remember, like so. I'm going over there to see their asshole dog. All right, if you insist, we'll also consider their, T-H-E-Y, apostrophe R-E. Don't write their, T-H-E-R-E, when you mean T-H-E-Y, apostrophe R-E. Once again, their, T-H-E-R-E, is where you go when you leave. I'm going over there. Their, T-H-E-Y, apostrophe R-E, is they are condensed. Example, who's being a fucker right now? They're being fuckers right now. <laughs> See, it's easy. And when you combine these, you get there, they are being fuckers over there. And if you want to be a dick about it and use all three, fine. They're being fuckers over there with their asshole dog. It couldn't be easier, people. Please, let's work on it. Over there. Does that work? Let, you'll let me know later if that works. Um, it's hard with the, trying to memorize that fucking thing. Um, my therapist said I have cognitive distortions. But she doesn't want save some for me, Mark. She doesn't, always, <laughs> she doesn't always call it that. Sometimes she just says, my thinking is fucked up. It's a technical term, cognitive distortions. It means you're <laughs> incoming. Nothing. Thank you for the brownie. My parents really fucked me up. Expect a lifetime of therapy. One cognitive distortion is when you believe... <laughs> you believe that everything is your fault. Sorry. I just shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you believe everything is your fault. <laughs> what you put in Just one, one. Hold on. Hold. Stay in the room. One cognitive distortion is when you believe everything is your fault. A frequent guest at my inner dialogues table is, I did something wrong. It's my fault. I always think that I did something wrong. Everything... It's my fault those people in the back left. 
It's my fault that the Titanic sank. I'm sorry, Mrs. Lincoln, if only a chorus line hadn't been sold out. Too soon? Or nothing thinking is also a, a, another cognitive distortion. Like, I know my mailman hates me because he doesn't, he doesn't deliver on Sundays. And the homeless guy in the corner hates me because when I give him a dollar, he doesn't always say, may God and all the angels bless you, your children and your children's children, and don't forget the robots and your children's robots. Forever and ever, amen. He doesn't always say that. Thank you, Pam. Sometimes he just says, thanks, talking giraffe. Okay, that's all I really wanted to do, but I'd appreciate your feedback. Thank you. Yay! Yeah. So I've been noticing that that uh, that bit you've been doing about stabbing the person in the neck on accident, and like I really like it. I just I I feel like I like it for the wrong reasons, right? And I I just I'm interested to what? see where it develops. Just because it's violent, right? And it's like accidental <laughs> violence, and it's like that's that. There's I see the funny there. Like it's like I'm gonna accidentally stab you if you. If you stop, but why, why, what are you going to say? Oh, on purpose. Yeah. So, so now, so now we're, so interesting. So like, what are you going <laughs> to, what are you going to deliberately stab them with a knife? Are we going to, are we going to get, so, yeah. So well, what are you, you know, little miss lady, what are you going to stab? What do you have on them? That's going to stab are you? What are you going to do? You well, know, if you do that joke in conjunction with the captain crunch, I stab a bitch. Okay. If you use both of those in the same set, then you have some continuity there, just with stabbing. So, so the cap, the, 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 the and a record. No joke, I'm talking about. That. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. So then you could set up this this bit that I I'm growing to love. Just, but you know me, I'm I'm chaotic as fuck. So I love that bit, but I've never heard the Captain Crunch bit. So it sounds like use that bit to, was it preface? The audience for this, the the walking the San Francisco's uh, the people they they suck because they walk all fucked up. Great, I love it. Please keep stabbing people, Lauren. And that robots line is fantastic, and very the robots, fun. the children's robots. That's very, I like. I tickled. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yes. oh god, that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh my god. Yay, Lauren Kraut. Yay. Yay, Lauren Kraut. Yay. Right. Gosh, we're like in a rock block of my favorite people. Clap your hands together for Spencer Devine! Yeah. This is so amazing! You're really good! You know what pisses me off? People who say today is my Friday on a fucking Wednesday. Oh, all of a sudden, Jeff gets a Thursday off and he's a Time Lord. Okay, he just makes up the days. I am the mayor of Calendar Town, and today is Christmas, and tomorrow.
Christmas. Just nothing makes sense anymore, okay? I get that time is a man-made concept, and it's relative to the personal experience. But also, if we just ignore rules that everyone accepts, it's gonna go crazy. I, that's like going to a restaurant and you're like, today I will be paying for my Philly cheese in snakes. It's, it doesn't work. It works for you. It doesn't work for anyone else. You know, if, if those are the rules, okay, then today's my birthday. And tomorrow's my birthday and every day. You know, I fucking hate when people are like, oh, today's my birthday week. It's my birthday week right now, getting ready for your birthday, which is in a week. Well, if we start, that's fine. Okay, we can accept that, but it would, it'll get worse. Then they'll be like, ah, it's my birthday month. Astrologists already do it a little bit. It's my birthday month. It means something. It'll go further. It's like, ah, hey, guess what, guys? It's my birthday year. Be nice to me every fucking day. Uh, attention, party at Jeff's house from 7 till infinity symbol. Because his birthday never fucking ends. And time means nothing. I think that all men should be vampires. Because then they can't come in your house without your permission. Yeah! All right. <laughs> that one's a separate one. Man, I really need to get a girlfriend who's a mummy. Get that shit under wraps. What up? We're doing it. Can we go three for three? Man, I wish my girlfriend was a creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Cause then she'd always be wet. What's up? Beep, boop, 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 boop. Uh, I can't handle real weather. Um, I, I'm certain if I moved, I would die. Uh, people are like, go to New York. And I'm like, no, I value myself too much to do that. Because uh, where we live in San Francisco is the middle of the shower. Before you go to Sacramento and it's scalding hot, or you go to Daly City and you freeze to death. There's no in, we are in the in-between. Uh, I can't move um, because, uh, oh God, I fucking lost that one. Uh, oh fuck. Uh, some people wake and bake and I joke and smoke. And Sometimes you land them, and sometimes you get a 2.5 from the Russian judge. Thank you, Art. Haha, <laughs> got it. I know you're not Russian. You, t you take your time. Ah! That's it. I'll end on that. Thank you, Pam. Woo! Woo! Yay! Spencer Devine. Eat as much candy as you want. I know. Come on. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Uh, uh, um, hey, your next comedian, everybody keep being great audience members and kiss, stay warm. Don't get comedy pneumonia yet. Clap your hands together for Hunay Chakur. Yay! All right, I'm not going to have anywhere close to that level of energy. That's not going to be. Um, 
I know New Year's resolutions are played out, but I do have one this year, and I want to hit a big mile, milestone for brown people, and that's uh, getting my first gold chain. Um, I think it's time. I think I'm ready to join that club. Um, I moved to SF during the pandemic because I heard a bunch of people were leaving SF, and I like my landlords like I like my women. Desperate. And uh, just like on a date, I was like, I'm only going to pay half. Um, I want access to the backyard. Um, I don't like the backyard. I just want to know I have access. Um, and then I was disappointed to find out that there were damages from the previous tenant already there. I was like, I hope I'm not going to be responsible for this later. Um, my girlfriend watches The Bachelor. Um, and I've watched it a couple times with her. And I, I think it's one of those shows that would actually benefit from a Muslim being The Bachelor. Just because then they could pick seven winners. And that way, if you're a loser, that's really on you. And you had the odds in your favor. Um, but my girlfriend is Christian. And I'm starting to think uh, that they were right. Um, and I'll tell you why. It happened this year. Uh, I don't celebrate Christmas, which is great because it means I get gifts and I don't give them. Um, but I received a rain jacket this year. And right after it started raining, I was like, you know, this Jesus guy might, might be onto something. Um, a couple of months ago, I got a hand job. Um, my doctor said it was thumb surgery, but I call it a hand job. Um, and afterwards, he prescribed me uh, ibuprofen and Oxycontin. And I was like, hey, doc, what's, what's the ratio of ibuprofen I can trade in to get more Oxycontin? Because I feel like we know which one I'm going to be taking for the pain. Um, it's not the ibuprofen. I've lived in SF for a little bit now, and I finally got around to trying Phil's coffee. Um, and it's a weird place because you go in, and then I'm not sure if it's a coffee shop or an after-school program for high school students. Um, everyone there looks like they're having way too much fun for a coffee shop. I'm just trying to get my coffee and go to my dead-end job. Um, but... It's weird because like on the cup, it says made with love. And I honestly agree because just like love, it's bitter and inconsistent. Um, I don't know if you know this, uh, but when women spend too much time together, their periods start to sync up. And I, that's how I realized I was spending too much time with my girlfriend is because my depressive episodes were syncing up with her period. And I was like, hey, how do you know your period's on its way? And she said, well, you know, I get mood swings, irritable, you know, apathetic. And I was like, am I having my period? And she's like, Kune, no, you're just depressed. I was like, oh, all right. Thank you, guys. Kune, everyone. Hey. Um, hey, Sam, I'm a big jerk. I missed you on the list. My eyes just slipped right over you, so I'm going to give you an extra minute. And I have my... And my greatest apologies. I'm sorry. I just, I have no idea how that happened. I just, my eyes slid right over you. Um, but clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam West. Yay! I don't think I'll need that extra minute because I'm going to do trying to. <laughs> Uh, trying to do some new-ish. Uh, so this is a, a few things, and then I'm going to try some completely new stuff 
that I don't really have punchlines for yet, but that's okay. Uh, man, I can't keep up with all these subscription entertainment services, you know? Redbox, Discovery Plus, Peacock. At $15 a pop, I'm already at 45 for the month. And that's just OnlyFans. I hate carnies, you know, guys that work at carnivals, the games. Growing up, there's this creepy carny that would be at the Tunbridge Fair in Vermont. And every year, he'd comment on my height. Oh, Sam got tall this year. Whoa, look how much you've grown this year, Sam. One year, I went and he asked if he could measure me. I said, okay. So he took me into a circus tent alone, and he whipped his dick out and held it over my head. I just remember looking up thinking, oh, I hope this guy's not a pedophile. But I never did find out for sure because I wasn't tall enough to ride. My grandfather was a magician that collected hats. When he passed away, he had amassed 415 hats. So many that we had to hire a personal exterminator to get rid of all those rabbits. All right, this is getting into the new territory, so treading lightly. Um, my girlfriend vetoed my desire to get a motorcycle. I thought they looked cool. So I went down to the toy store and I, I bought a Hot Wheels toy motorcycle. And I wish I listened to her, because when I was driving back on the highway in my car, I was so excited to play with that toy. I hit motorcycles. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, did you guys hear in the news about that professor that knocked up his student down at the uh, nursing college? Yeah, pretty fucked up. But uh, I think the most fucked up thing, he did say he was going to keep the baby, but, but then she, was, she delivered past due. Now it's, hmm, gotta work on the wording for that. But uh, yeah, you know, he failed her. That's, oh, fuck, hang on. Let me start this over, okay? We're going to start this. I was trying to do it without the notes because I wrote it today. All right. Hey, you guys hear the story about that professor that knocked up a student? The guy was such a dick. He did agree to keep it, but he gave her an F because the kid was past due. That was a little bit better, a little smoother. That was a little smoother that time. No, I guess he was like a, you know, a, you guys perform births? That kind of, te I don't know, that kind of teacher, something. We'll figure that out. But uh, the second part of that was uh, she had to retake the class the next semester. She studied every day and all of her hard work paid off because the next time she had to do that assignment, she was a month premature. All right, we're doing it. Uh, this uh, has no punchline. This is just some bullet points I wanted to talk through. Am I good on time? I didn't miss the horn? All right, thank you. Uh, hey, I grew up in Vermont. It's this weird mix of uh, blue collar, you know, super rich, hippie people. You can always tell the hippie people because they went to this weird hippie school. For some reason, they didn't learn how to read. You know, they, they invested all of that time into teaching these kids that you know, fairies are real and things like this. And then come high school, I think like the year before, Professor's like, these kids should probably know how to read, right? Before we send them with the other kids. And, uh, you know, at least to read road signs. You know, like that's a good basic. So they go to the school, but they were cool, you know, in high school, because they were always the ones that figured out cool things to get high off of, you know? Like one year they found out some of the books in the library had this coding. And if you huffed it, you'd get a little bit of a head rush. So we were all out there huffing goose, you know, goosebumps were covered in this, if you, if you haven't ever smelled a goosebump. We came back in and the teachers were like, what the fuck is wrong with these kids? And one of the professors was, they seemed to be hopped up on the, on the bumps. And that's when I realized that fucking teacher went to that stupid motherfucking school. 
All right, I'm gonna sacrifice that extra minute. <laughs> All right. Any, any, any bullets? No, that's okay. Oh, you could say things if you want. I lost the punchline from the joke a little bit on the OnlyFans joke that you started with. Um, if there's a way to make it more obvious in the end that those were OnlyFans pages. Because oh. cause cause you're like red box, blah, blah, blah. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam West! Yay! That was a lot of fun! Uh, all right! Um, your next comedian, keep your hands a-clapping. Everybody, we've got a couple left, so stick around for everybody. Uh, and your next one, it's Art Galustan! Yay! Woo! Let's give it up for ourselves for being here on a rainy Monday, huh? Yay! Guys, I feel like I'm getting older, because nowadays when I'm hanging out with my boys, we'd be talking about old people shit. Like we're talking about the recession and how the recession is affecting us. But not the economy, just our receding hairlines. See, it's weird, because I'm the only bald person in my family. That means there was nobody there to teach me things, like how to shave your head. That you're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head. Or that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. What the fuck? A little bit about me, guys. I'm actually an immigrant. I was born in Armenia. Then I grew up in Russia. Then I moved to the United States when I was 12. When I moved here, I had the summer to learn as much English as I can before the school year started. And the advice that I got was to watch a lot of TV. Because you hear people talk English on TV, you start picking up on the language. So I did. Every day for the summer, I was watching TV like it was my birthday. But it was weird because I was starting to understand people on TV, but not in real life. Turns out, I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. I just saw the hot weather girls, and I was like, this is the channel for me. All right, let's try some new jokes, because the old ones are not working either. <laughs> um, I think San Francisco is so, like, compassionate that it's kind of stupid. Here's an example. Um, the other day, I went shopping at Target. Then afterwards, I drove to an open mic. Come back after. Somebody broke Smashed the window in my car, broke into my car, and stole my bag, my Target bag. True story, he was there. And I was complaining about it at work, and then my coworker goes like, Art, you know, maybe the person that stole your stuff, maybe they need it more than you. You know, you could afford to replace the stuff, but this may be the only way they could afford to feed their family. I was like, motherfucker, I don't think anybody needs my hemorrhoid cream more than me right now. My ass is itchy. And unless the entire family is eating ass, I don't think he's going to be feeding nobody. Um, let's go back to being immigrant. Uh, so being an immigrant is hard because, you know, you come to the United States, you don't know the language. It's a huge culture shock. Everything is just so different. And a lot of immigrants relate to this, no matter where you're from. A lot of immigrants relate to this. But I have this coworker that's always trying to relate to me on being an immigrant. And it pisses me off because he's from a little-known place called Toronto, Canada. 
Like, three years ago, when my country was fighting a war, Toronto, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. That shit is not the same. I just think if your country got an NBA team, an MLB, MLB team, and Drake, you're not an immigrant, you're a transplant. I'm a little fucked up because, see, I grew up in Russia, so I think like a Russian. Because sometimes I look at Canada, I'll just think to myself, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? I'm kidding, I actually really want the war between Russia and Ukraine to end, which got me thinking when they're finally ready to negotiate for peace, who's going to be the third party that they can both trust that's going to help them with the negotiations? Obviously, it can't be the U.S. because the U.S. has been supporting Ukraine. So people have thrown around different suggestions, but I think it should be Adidas because nothing unites Russians and Ukrainians more than their love for Adidas tracksuits. All right, we'll end at that. Thank you, guys. There's something about that stripe. I love that joke with the three stripes and the. Oh, did you want to? You can talk. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Art. Art. I think when you start doing real stand-up comedy, when you like, no, 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 no. I'm not being an asshole. No, no. I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. But I like the hemorrhoid cream joke. So I think when you go up on stage, they're like, "Hey, give it up for Art." I think you should walk up on stage like, like you're really like you have hemorrhoids. And you're like, "Fuck my ass." I really do, motherfucker. Fuck. <laughs> and then you talk about, "Hey, someone broke into my car." Fuck. You know, like I want pain. Want to hear? Okay, okay, okay. okay. And he then wants the act yeah. out. And then after you do the the act is over. Oh, hemorrhoid crane. Haha. <laughs> I'm just joking. I can walk. You know, right? And then talk about how you're an immigrant. And when you're speaking Spanish, you do you speak Spanish or, or are you just fucking with me? Un poquito. Un poquito. That's a no. So, uh, <laughs> I think you should learn a little bit more Spanish words, like something fucking dope as fuck. Go to like Google Translate and type in something dope and funny. That's exactly what Spencer actually told me. Oh, really? Well, yeah. you should have done it. You fucked yeah, up. I <laughs> Do that and then talk about how Russia and Ukraine, instead of Adidas, maybe like, I don't know, Mexico comes in because you speak Spanish too. So you say another Spanish word like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe that you, you say, please get me my hemorrhoid cream in Spanish. <laughs> it's like, ayúdame, ayúdame, por favor, hemorrhoid, de hemorrhoido. I, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, the tar- ayúdame. And you said someone stole your Target bag? Yeah. I don't know, maybe the homeless person, like, I don't know, you pretend you're the homeless person, too. He's like, Target bag, bullseye, you know, some bullshit like that. Yeah. So more act outs, huh? <laughs> he, wants, he wants act outs, he's yeah. like, dance. <laughs> yeah, entertain me, bitch, move. Yeah. No, I'm just, <laughs> Your art, art, right? Be art on your material. Uh huh. <laughs> was that what I did? Oh no, no, no! I was saying I didn't know that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. Uh. She, she wants your four like day undercover. For... Undercover. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their coffee tastes like ass. I like that. The cookies. Mwah. You should okay, shave your head you. on stage too. Oh, say what? <laughs> What'd you say? Now he's just. I said you should bring a shaver and shave your head on stage. Like he's like, go be a prop comic and be giving. Clap your hands together, everybody, for art. Yay! Yay! He's like, become a prop comic. That's the way to get. That's the way to do it. Hemorrhoid cream on stage. Apply it. 
Remember Myron the moron? The, remember the guy that used to fuck himself in the ass with the corn cob at Dirty Tricks? Myron the no. moron. You're talking about me? Do you remember? Does anybody remember that? Myron the moron. Wait, wait, wait. See, Spencer knows it's true. I'm not lying. This guy, anyways. He was weeping. In fact, he did things with corn cobs on the stage. That was fun. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Brian Bailey. Yay. No, I'm not going to do your thing. It's okay. I have like six cups of coffee today. I don't know if this is going to help or not, but we're doing it. Uh, you guys see Bill Cosby's going to tour this year? Yeah, there is a 10 drink minimum. Uh, easy joke. No, I'm, I, I do want to see him, though. I do want to see Bill Cosby. I'm just curious what the content of it is. Because I'm going to go see Louis C.K. on Wednesday. I'm like nervous telling people about that. Like, I don't know how it would be convincing my friends to go see Bill Cosby with me, you know? Like, hey, no, he only raped 50 people, guys. What are the chances he's going to rape 51, right? 50 is such a nice, even number. You can't break that streak. It's like the same reason. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's like the same reason we won't let Puerto Rico become a state, you know? 50s, good. 50s, 50 states, 50 rapes. That's my policy. Always has been. All right. Oh, man. Uh, what else was I going to do? Uh, I, I feel like I drink a lot, but I try not to drink and drive, right? But I feel like whenever somebody who has been drinking all night is going to give me a ride home, they always tell me the same thing. They always go like, don't worry, man. I do this all the time. Nothing's happened yet. And I'm like, that is not a reassuring statement at all. I think, if anything, that just means you're due for an accident, right? Like, statistically speaking, you're much more likely to get into an accident. It'd be like if I was about to hook up with somebody, and they're like, don't worry, man, I'm clean. I raw dog strangers all the time. Oh, God. Does that joke make me sound like I'm having sex with men? I feel like it does because of the word raw dog. I feel like wo women don't really use the term raw dog. <laughs> I had it. I am projecting. Well, uh, my next joke should uh, alleviate that. I'm not gay. Um, I'm not. But, but here's the thing, right? I have the internet, so I've seen some things in my life, right? And here's what I've learned is uh, I like everything about a man except for the penis part. I don't, I'm not into that part. But I don't mind a penis if it's on like a pretty lady. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with that. I don't know how to apply that to my dating life at all. Like, I guess I could ask a woman to wear a strap on, but I feel like it's not really the same thing. I'd be, like, as attracted to that as, like, a big muscular man with, like, fake tits, you know? If Brad Pitt got fake tits, I think it'd be an improvement, but, like, I still don't want to have sex with him, you know? I guess I could date a trans woman, but I feel like that's kind of a 50. That's a coin flip. That's a risky shot. I just don't want to be disappointed when they take off their pants and I see that they're, like, post-op, and I'm just like, oh... I thought you had, thought you had one of the. I mean, I'd probably still do it, but I feel like at that point I'm just fucking like a broad-shouldered woman. Not really what I'm looking for. Oh boy, do I want to do the rest of this joke? This is a really old joke. I kind of don't. This is a joke where it's either hits or it doesn't, and I feel like it's not. I'm gonna skip it. Uh, what else did I have to do today? You know what? Uh, oh, geez, not enough pressure. 
What else do I have? Ba, ba, ba. Is this for? I just want feedback on this, I guess. I was working on a joke. Well, I have a. I had a dream where I was having sex with my roommate's girlfriend, but then like the sex kept going after, or the dream kept going after the sex was over. So I just had to like deal with the consequences of my actions. I just had to deal with the guilt of the situation, and I feel like I don't know. Like I somehow justified it in the dream. So by the time I woke up, I was just completely fine with it. And I feel like I'm just like a bad person because of that. Like, I'm worried that like, I'm gonna have a dream where I kill somebody and wake up and be like, man, that was sick. I should start doing that. All right, that's it. That's all I had. Thanks. Ryan <laughs> Bailey, not a serial killer. Yay. But he could be, he's going to. Dad is great. He gives us the chocolate cake. Uh, wow. So we've got three comics left. Hold fast, everyone. It's cold out there anyways. You don't want to leave. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! Hi, um, you all look great today. Uh, <laughs> I uh, went on a, a date, another date, and um, uh, we went out and then he was like, uh, do you want to see my room? I was like, no. He's like, but I have collections. And I was like, okay, uh, because that sounded fun and I don't know what collections meant. And um, so, uh, we went and uh, his room, uh, it was just books, like shelves of books. And I was like, oh, like I've read before. And so I was like, oh, I, I love that book. And he was like, oh, yeah, I haven't read that one. I was like, oh, what about that one? It was good. And he's like, yeah, I, I bet I'll like it when I get to it. Uh, and then I kept pointing out to books, and he hadn't read any of them. So he just had bookshelves of books he'd never read. The only books he had read were uh, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. And it is a classic. It's a very good book. Uh, and then he said, <laughs> you want to see something offensive? <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> but I didn't think it would be anything gross. And it wasn't. He pulled out a t-shirt that had writing on it, just like Russian writing. Like, and I was like, oh, I don't know what it says. And he's like, it says, like, you know, go Russia. And I was like, oh, I guess that is probably offensive to some people but I don't really know who would see that and get offended. He's like, okay, we'll want to see something more offensive. And I was like, okay. And he pulled out a, like one of those Russian hats and it had like a hammer and sickle in it. And I was like, you know, communism isn't that offensive, especially, especially in San Francisco. And then I left. But I think that's a good story. <laughs> I'm going to keep, t I know you, I, I really, like it. Uh, I hope he's doing better. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, something I like to do. I don't really drink, but if I do drink too much, I like to, I brag. Like, I like to yell things that I think are impressive. Uh, recently I was yelling, you know, I, I'm very prompt and people didn't seem to care. And I was like, and I also shop at Whole Foods. But I don't think there's anyone listening to that being like, Oh, I didn't know she was doing that well, you know, shopping at Whole Foods. Okay, I'm going to keep doing those, though. Uh, I don't... 
I get nervous. Uh, I don't like giving food to homeless people because I'm nervous that they're going to judge what I ordered. And they're going to be like, oh, that's so lame. Like, why so many pot stickers? <laughs> so I just throw it out. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to start conversations. I like talking about medical ailments because I think other people will relate. Like, I also, or things I'm concerned about. Like, I have, like, a lot of moles. I was at a party and I was like, you know, how many would you have to have before you were, like, concerned? And I thought that was a good topic. No one else would tell me with a number. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I think I'm, I'm happy I'm a girl. I'm happy I'm female. I think I'd be a very bad guy. I don't think I'd be like a cool dude, you know? I, I get nervous swearing. I also would just believe anything I heard on TV was like how people talk. You know, I just think I, I also like, I don't like the word pussy. I'd say vulva. And I think people would find that upsetting if I was like, do you see a lot of vulvas? Like that would be like my, people would be like, what? And I was like, does it hurt? I don't know. Like, I just don't think I'd, this is, this is the most fun I've had at a mic in so long. <laughs> um, let's see. I, uh, I think uh, my therapist likes to send me a lot of YouTube videos not sure if she thinks she's helping or if she's trying to like if she's just lonely i don't know she sends me a lot of videos and uh they're always like christian they're either very christian or they're tyler perry so i'm not sure if she's trying to convert me or be like you should try to be a more successful black comedian i i like her though i think she has a good i'm gonna keep talking uh oh last thing i uh I love clickbait titles. I love them. I'll click on anything. I was reading this article. It was like 30, uh, 30 amazing roofing tips. I bet you didn't know. You won't believe number 29. And number 29 was like, find good help. And I just find that really funny. Okay, thank you guys. Rotopertetics, yay. Trust her with all your roofing needs. Uh, all right, two comedians left. Clap your hands together for your next one. It's Sean Durham. Yay! Hi, everybody. Okay. Uh, I've been uh, dating a uh, little person recently. I think that's the politically correct term, right? For uh, Filipinos. <laughs> right. Glad at least I'm going to tell that at Slate and see how it goes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's get. I got to work on some jokes. Uh. I uh. <laughs> I have been studying my white culture recently, getting into my roots. You know. So I've been um. Watching serial killer documentaries. Yeah, you guys know that punchline already. Um, but uh, I did kind of realize when I was watching them that it'd be really embar embarrassing to be the first person that gets killed, because you never die in like a nice way. It's always some like I forget the wording I was gonna say sloppy thing where like he hits you over the head with a shoe rack or something. And you're always, like, super oblivious. The first person always missing all the signs, you know. 
I'm just sitting on the couch, like sipping on some wine, like, oh, getting me so sleepy. But I can't even sleep on this couch. It's so uncomfortable. Who wraps their shit in plastic? All right. I'm having fun. Uh, where else did I take this joke? Oh, yeah. Uh, I do, I do need a little, little tad bit of um, the threat of murder in my life. I think a little bit's good for me like uh i would i would definitely do some things i shouldn't do without it uh one thing is specific i would like 100 percent be someone's affair if i didn't know i would be murdered at the end of it because it just sounds fun to me that's like adult hide and seek but uh <laughs> yeah, these these are so horrible to tell in silence Nice. Um, yeah, because I, it's mostly because I just barely understand marriage. Like, I get it's like a meaningful thing, right? But I don't understand, like, signing a contract to stay with someone. Just work on making them come. Why do we have to get the government involved? Biden isn't going to eat her pussy. So I am a, a puss-eating connoisseur. I go to vineyards for tastings. I like that line. I'm keeping it. Um, all right. I, uh, no, I, I love it. I even love the word, um, conolingus. Tastes good saying it. But, uh, I did recently meet a vagina that I could not eat. It wasn't like someone was guarding it or something. But uh now this person just had a case of uh banky coochie, I think is the biblical term. <laughs> All right. You know, instead of finishing this joke, I'm going to just end it there. But thank you so much. working through Okay, uh, clap for me. I have some things I want to string together. String it together. Well, happy, you know, happy New Year's and stuff, everybody. And that's one of those things where they go like, okay, I'm I'm a 30-something-year-old white woman, so I want everyone to be grateful right now for something. No, but I really am. I'm, I, I'm very grateful for being alive. And I wanted to tell two quick stories about how and why I got to be, I get to be alive. I'm very lucky. So um, you get to choose the order. Do you want to hear about how I didn't uh, get raped because of a muni driver? Or do you want to hear about how weed saved my life? Which first? The rape. All right. So I was in this neighborhood. So I used to, before I was a comedian, I used to be a poet. And I used to actually go dancing a lot and dance, dance, dance. And I used to drink a lot more than I do. So I was like, woo, and I did a lot more acid. I was nuts. So anyways, there's this one night, and I'm walking through the mission, and I'm at Il Parada, and this guy like comes up to me and starts sort of harassing me a little bit. And I'm like, I'm going to go. And so I left, and he followed me. And so I walked down it's this bar that's like on Utah and 14th and it's a dance dance place. And I knew the people there. And I, I told the bouncer guys, there's this guy following me and um, I'm going to go in. I'm going to pretend I'm going to come out. You're going to keep him in there as long as you can. They're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And so I got out and I leave and I'm like, thanks guys. 
and I'm going down the street and run, run, run. And I look and he's running behind me. So he's running and I'm underneath like the freeway where there's no bus stop and the 22 bus just pulls up, tick, 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 opens his doors and goes, you look like you need a ride. And I was like, hell yeah. And I like got on the bus and he shut his doors and he drove and I was like super shaky. And the guy, he's like, He's like, that guy was really, that guy was really chasing you, huh? And I was like, yeah, that was like the third bar he followed me to. And then I was like, and then I was like, you know, I broke down a little bit because it's Pam. So I was very, you know, dramatic. And I was like, oh, and I put myself together. And he goes, where do you want me to drop you off? I said, 16th and Mission. And he did. He's like, have a good night. Be safe. And I'm like, Muni. Okay. So anyways, thanks, Muni. First, I'm alive. Muni, they're great. Okay. Here's the second one. We'dSaveMyLife.com. And I wanted to start a website called WeedSaveMyLife.com because I think other people must have stories like this. So those of you who've recently moved to San Francisco, I moved here 15 years ago and I used to be dumb. We already talked about that. Very drunk all the time. And I'd closed a bar down and I had stayed because I know bartenders, whatever. And so I missed the 14 bus. Ugh, oh my God. And so, but I had $3 because that's how much it used to cost for a piece of cheese pizza. And it was in my pocket or in my bag. And it was like 2.15. I missed the bus and I was like, oh. I jig and jog through the tenderloin. I can get to the pizza because they close at three. Milan pizza still open every day until three in the morning. Very important. Now it's like $5 a slice, but this is years ago. This is like 13 years ago. So I'm walking, jig jogging through the thing. I got my Charlie and jacket on and I'm like, I'm drunk. I've been having a good night. I'm at a bar. And I'm just, you know, boop, boop, doo, doo, doo. and I was in between. I was on hide in between Eddie and Ellis and the street light was out and this Guy walks up to me and looks at me and he goes, give me what you got. And I went, ah, I'm wearing my cheerleading jacket. Like that's what I said to him. And I looked down and he had a knife. And then I was like, fuck. Because in my head, I had the thumb drive from the fourth draft of my master's thesis. And I was like, no. And I also had my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. Some of you might know my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater in the bag. This has no relevance to this person. The thumb drive, we would have tossed it away. It was my fourth dress for my master's thing. So, but on top of all this shit, uh, and there was $3 for the pizza, was a, I had to, right? I'm not going to give him the $3 for the pizza, but on top of it, I had just bought a sack of weed and it was like 75 bucks. It was like a little over a quarter of, of pretty green bud. And I just, it, it all happened in like less than three, like it was like, boom. And I just handed him the weed. And he also had two teardrop tattoos on. I was like, he's a killer. Um, and I handed him the weed and he like smiled and nodded at me. And I ran, I ran home and I forgot to get my pizza. So, but I lived, but I lived. Okay. Those are my two stories. Oh, look, four minutes and 27 seconds. That's not terrible. Yay. That's what I want to do. Okay. I just wanted to string those two stories together, but I'm supposed to be like, okay, cool. Gratitude. Like, and I'm alive. Yay. But everybody be careful out there. Like, people are desperate. And that was like, that's 13 years ago. I mean, people don't do that shit anymore. Um, thanks, everybody, for being here. And this is, we're out early tonight. And I think it stopped raining. And um, yeah, good luck wherever you decide to go.
take care of this boy until he starts lying. And I'm going to tell the police that you have lied and you are going back to jail. Please, bro, nobody, baby, I'm, I'm, that's my mother and father there. No, they The police are your mother and father. And I don't want you touching me. Yeah, well, you ain't, you ain't so cool. I don't want to touch in my body. I touch your body, I touch your body if I wanna. I'm not playing with you, man. Don't touch me again. I touch you, I touch you again now. What you think of that? How about that? Take that. Now. Ah, you take that back. Yeah, no. No, no, excuse me. And I hit you two times last, and I hit you, and I hit you three times, one, two, three, and I hit you five, 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 six, six, seven, eight, you seven times, and I hit you in the eye.
Hey, oh, please, bro. Nobody, baby. I'm, I'm, that's my mother and father. Just the police are your mother and father. And I don't want you touching me.
like to thank our sponsor, which is Alfred's House of Trousers, where uh, 
probably everyone is supposed to be if they want to get things to cover their legs in this cold, cold, rainy weather we got going on here in Fogtown, San Francisco, California. So, uh, hope you're ready to go back to where, where it all started.
on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to the show. Ah, thank you, ah. Mike. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. One hour we, show. We are bursting with energy. We're broadcasting right now. First, as always, on MutinyRadio.fm. It is the your internet streaming radio pal, direct from the heart of the mission, in San Francisco, we are on there first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are part of a delightful afternoon. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto, and then we're right before Ugly Sunday. So tune in. Go type in mutinyradio.fm. Hit play now and listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. PST. Hi, Carl. We are also a podcast by our acronym. It's A-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. YT is YouTube. Type that into your podcast dumb. app. Dumb. The whole name's dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. And we are, of course, on YouTube where you can see Carl and me right now talking. I am, of course, wearing my Mutiny Radio shirt, uh, as always. And we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, you don't have to – basically, you'll listen to us, find the YouTube uh, movie on YouTube, listen, watch the movie – sound off and listen to us and if that's a big headache just go subscribe to our youtube channel where carl syncs up the movies and that's l w a f l m o y t good to see you man what movie are we watching today today we will watch the lathe of heaven 1980 the lathe of heaven everyone knows lathe is l-a-t-h-e it's la the which is french for the and american for <laughs> english for the it's not the confusing at all the Lace of Heaven, 1980. The channel we like is weird name. The end. It ends in doll, like roll doll. K L I L J E doll. Kalilji doll. Kalilji doll is hosting our movie. If you see something that sounds like that, you are yeah. in the right place. Type yeah. in Lace of Heaven. Lace is a mechanical tool. I just looked that up. It is L A T H E. Lathe of Heaven. Find the link. 1980. 1980. This is pretty recent. The Lathe of Heaven. Uh, so we're going to watch this movie, so we want you to watch it with us. You find the link, Lathe of Heaven, 1980, from Khalil Dahl, and then you find it, you click it, you hit pause, move it back to zero, zero. This might take you a couple minutes, but yeah, we have like, good that's news. That's a lot to digest, right? Oh, it's going to take a while uh, to look up Lathe with T-H-E. Hang on, I'm going to give you... A machine for shaping wood, metal, or other material by means of a rotating drive, which turns the piece being worked on against changeable cutting tools. 
I have lathe metal in a machine shop. There, I use it as a verb. So, so I know exactly what they're talking about. It spins and like you make the the beds, posts, you know, as it goes around. You yeah, that's it. right. Yeah. And I know heaven, right? That's where I, I'm going when I die. Oh, great. Yeah, great. No, I, I got tickets and everything. News? I got round trip tickets. Is that wrong? All right. Let's, uh, all right. So go ahead, hit the link. We are going to say go and you're going to hit play with us. But we have a special comedian, a celebrity yeah. comedian, right. that's going to do our countdown. So take your time, find the movie, hit the link, wait. Carl has a celebrity comedian. We're going to learn a little bit about the celebrity comedian and they are going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Doug Carve. Welcome, Hello, Doug. Hello, Carve. How are you? All right, great. Now, you are an extraordinary comedian, okay? Oh, I don't know about that, but thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've seen you. Maybe I've seen you even 10 times, 12 times. It always, I'm, I'm bumping into you at the Comedy Cove. It's a, it's a haunt of yours, you yes. know? But I hear you started comedy kind of late. You were in your 30s. It was the early 2000s. You had this like bringer show at the comedy cellar. That's what sucked you into comedy. You didn't even want to do it. Tell us about this story. Yeah, I started in my early 30s. Um, I had no interest in doing stand-up whatsoever. Um, a very close friend of mine at the time thought that I was, you know, just the funniest thing walking and I, I didn't feel that way about myself. I was just the guy with all my buddies that made everybody laugh. Um, but uh, he pushed and pushed and pushed. And he he said, you know, you have to do stand-up. I think you're so... And there was a couple other people as well. And uh -huh. I it, he signed me up for an amateur night um, at the Comedy Cellar in Greenwich Village. Um, I was absolutely terrified. Um, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh I, I, I really felt like I was being brought to my execution, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, um, but I, you know, I spent a couple of weeks working on some horrifically bad material. Um, mm -hmm. And I had to memorize it, obviously, verbatim, because I knew I'd be so nervous, so scared. Um, but I put together seven minutes, and uh, I got to the club that night. I'll never forget. And I swear to you, I always tell people, if there was a room with a Bengal tiger and or the stage, and I had a choice of going into one of them, I would have gone in the room with the Bengal tiger. I thought it was terrifying. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got up because there were people that came to see me, and I felt you know, some obligation to them. They drove to the city, and, of course. and they made that, yeah, they made that <clears throat> excuse me, um, they made that sacrifice, and I, I said, you know what, I can't let my family and friends down. I got up, I did the seven minutes, and, you know, people laughed and it, it wasn't, you know, incredible. It was very uh, raw and very underdeveloped. I didn't know what I was doing really, but I remember that it felt good. And I said, wow, you know what? I think I'd like to do that again. Um, and the rest is history. I mean, I just, I start, I did a few more shows there and then I started to get into the circle of comedians, um, you know, the amateur comedian circle. Excuse me, I apologize for the hoarse voice. Um, I got into the circle of amateur comedians. I started finding some rooms in Jersey, closer to where I live. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I started traveling around and, and learning the craft, you know, and I, I got up on stage as much as humanly possible. I used to seek out the toughest rooms as I could, you know, because I felt like 
the more I challenged myself, the better I would get. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, after doing it for a little while, I started to get some, you know, quote unquote job offers, you know, yeah. people would pay me, you know, five, ten dollars, twenty dollars to host a show, you know, gas money, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but it was cool. And at the time I had a good job. I was making decent money. Um, so but for me to be paid even a dollar to do something I love to do, because I fell in love with it very quickly. Um, it was it was a dream because I had never been paid to do anything I loved. I think it was like a fantasy, you know, and um, I slowly but surely kind of moved up the ranks. I got some better opportunities and eventually people started featuring me. And now here I am now today and, you know, doing headlining spots and, and it's, it's, it's a tough road. You know, I always tell people you got to treat it like a job. You got to treat it like a profession. You got to put your nose to the grindstone. You have to be reliable. You got to put in the work and you have to have fun. That's the most important thing. Yeah, you have to have fun. That is the most important thing. Do you think that if you bombed the first time ever, if you didn't get those laughs, you wouldn't have been inspired to go on? Um, that's a good question. I've never really thought about that. Um, I don't know. I, I think if I did horrifically bad, it yeah. may have deterred me a little bit. Um, I... It's not like I got a lot of laughs. I, mean, I got a few laughs, and people were smiling, and I got some laughs here and there. Um, I don't know how I would have ran. I'm, I'm kind of a stubborn person, so yeah. there's a good chance that you know I probably would have got a little mad and said, "You know what? I'm going to do this again." I, you know, I'm not going to go out on that note. So I probably would have tried it once or twice more, um, mm -hmm. just so that wasn't my lasting memory of it. Um, but I really don't know. I mean, I never. I never really thought too much about that. It was, luckily, uh, I did okay. But remember, too, those amateur type bringer shows, you know, when you're starting out, the audiences are friendly. Yeah, and absolutely. They're there to support, you know, newer comics. They're not, they're not people that are like, you know, now you're working in a pro club. People are paying good money. So the expectation is, you know, they're going to be entertained. They paid their money. It's like anything else. You know, they, they want their money's worth. When you're doing some of those types of shows, luckily the people in the audience understand that everybody's kind of starting out. So they're a little more, um, what can I say? They're a little more understanding, um, uh, yeah. a little more forgiving is the word I'm looking for. So it, it, but it was good. And, you know, I tell, you know, the newer comics all the time, you just got to get up as much as you can and you can't worry about the reaction necessarily. No one, I always tell people, no one remembers how Derek Jeter did in Little League. You know, no one cares. It's irrelevant. Um, you can't miss any runs on the ladder. You have to put in the work. And frankly, I always tell women and men that are getting into this, find the toughest rooms, find the tough spots, mm -hmm. go to places where people are least likely to be receptive and it'll make you stronger. And that's, that, that was, that was something that I did and I'm glad I did it. A lot of comics are looking for the feel good spots in the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah. A mistake. It's a mistake. Yeah, and I think some comedian told you that once when you he said, "How's it going? Your comedy or whatever?" You said, "It's doing great. I've just been doing it a few months, and 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 I'm having good laughs and good reactions." And he said, "Oh, that's not good." <laughs> yeah, he told me. He said, "He said it's it's better if you have your you know your worst um your worst situations very yeah. early on." Yeah, because uh, 
you know, it's going to hurt more <laughs> when you, when you <laughs> fall on your face. So that's right. probably true. Now, I see a lot of comedians coming through that comedy cove, and you are very unique in one distinction, and that is, I don't want to even call it crowd work. That's being with the crowd, connecting with the crowd, and understanding everyone who's in the room. Uh, more than half of your time that you do on that stage, I know you've got all the material to fill that time too, but more than half of your time is working with the crowd. So my question to you about it because I've seen you like 10 times, it's obvious that you have a lot of experience with that because you handle it so well. Tell me about the times when you were learning that, doing crowd work and making mistakes, pissing a guy off, getting a reaction. That must have honed you to do it so well today. Oh, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, in the beginning, material is a lot more important because you're scared, you're nervous, and you can't really think clearly. You know, you can't, you know, you can't really think on your feet. It's tough to be like stream of consciousness. You know, I, I always enjoyed playing with the crowd. That was kind of something that I found very fun and enjoyable myself. So I was lucky. Um, you have to have the material. Um, but I think it's just, it's just practice and time. And, you know, the more you relax on stage, the more clearly you can think. I was always kind of a wise guy, you know, with my friends and mm -hmm. school and, you know, to the to the dismay of my uh, my teachers, <laughs> my, my, father, my father really wasn't happy that I was a natural comedian. You know, that that didn't go well, and it certainly didn't help my GPA at all. Um, but uh, I think for me, the crowd work part is kind of my natural thing that I love. And as I as I progressed and got more relaxed on stage, I think you kind of you know morph into what you are. You know, mm -hmm. it's no different than an athlete or anything else. You know, you start out learning the basics. You get that framework of the basic fundamentals. And then you kind of, as you relax, you kind of develop and you become, you develop your own uniqueness. And I just enjoy the crowd work because it's fresh. It's new every night. Yeah. Sometimes comedians are doing the same material over and over and it can get boring and dry for yes. that. Yeah. And I think the audience likes it too. They enjoy the interaction. Okay, now, Doug Carf. Everyone at home That's is me. ready to. It is you, and it's yeah. not a PH, right? It's a PF. It's a PF. The P is silent because we don't like to get spit on when people are telling us our oh. name, right? <laughs> Listen, yeah. since the P is silent, why don't you just make it PF? PH, PH. That's the same thing as PF. Uh, right? I'm not messing with thousand year, thousands of years of my yes. ancestry. Yes. I don't need right. more bad karma. <laughs> okay, now. Doug Karpf with a PF. Right. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home must press play on their device at the same time we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Doug, go ahead, Doug Karpf, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown. Very informative. I look forward to listening to it. And now, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching, but I'm really into it. Is this like a movie production title card? No, no. We are looking at a... I don't know. I don't know. What are we it's looking at? It's supposed to let you know, like, this movie is sort of cosmic in a way. It's larger oh, than some... You're called Machine Tool of Heaven, and you're going <laughs> to let me know you're cosmic. 
<laughs> well, the lathe shapes the wood, you see, uh -huh. and this guy shapes reality with his dream. Oh, you know what? Can I get a refund? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> with his, wait, is he like? Oh, I love her, but she will never talk to me. And then he meets her in her dreams. No, that would be National Lampoon's Lathe of Heaven. Right. I of course, which we're writing. Which we're currently working on. Right. No, this was a PBS film, and this was a big deal. It was, called, it was a project called TV Lab. It's like PBS's first made-for-TV movie ever. Wow. Um, it was done in New York, even though it was funded out of Boston. You know how PBS Oops. is all about Boston. Oops, yep. I dropped the bomb. Nuclear explosion. Ah, don't look, don't look directly into it, Carl. That'll mush your room. Isn't that funny? Like, the explosion will mush your room. It's a mushroom. It's a, oh, right. It does mush your room. Okay, now here comes George. And George is fucked up from a nuclear explosion. Is he the last man alive? Kind of thing. Yeah. He's Wait, not. He's not. There's a population that will live on after the devastation. But it's going to get interrupted by a dream. Cool. Oh, stop sign. You should really, George, respect the sign. That, that's a, see, this is when society breaks down, when you have a nuclear war. People 